Hey, Will I Like It listeners, do you like a good cup of coffee, one that's rich, flavorful, and ethically sourced? Then you need to check out Dynasty of Coffee, a Yorkshire-based online coffee business that offers a range of expertly crafted blends. All of their coffee is roasted to order to ensure freshness, and they're committed to nurturing the well-being of both individuals and the planet. Whether you're a fan of a bold, strong coffee or a smooth and mellow one, Dynasty of Coffee has a blend for you. Their four main blends are inspired by different British dynasties, Saxon, Viking, Tudor, and a decaf Hanoverian. So if you're looking for a delicious and ethically sourced cup of coffee, head to dynastyofcoffee.co.uk today and use the code SAXON10, that's SAXON, all capital letters, 10, at checkout for 10% off your first order. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Will I Like It podcast. Today, my guest is Anne So, mm-hmm. and she is the volunteer coordinator at Ariba in Denmark. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, and thank you for You're this welcome. lovely bowl of, of stew. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do the usual thing of eating and trying <laughs> to talk at the same time. And is that like rule number one of things you cannot do? Yeah, <laughs> just break all the rules. I love that. Um, we're contending with chickens, wasps, and a cat at the mm-hmm. moment. So we'll see what happens. This is amazing. This is fun. <laughs> Will the cats get on with the chickens as a size? Um, let's uh, find out. Will they live together? So um, yeah, I hope they do. Yeah. This, this is, is the first time we've had chickens on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ribe Viking Center for you. Yeah, oh. cats and chicken all over the place. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> So yeah, we're going to try and carry on anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, we should probably, I guess, start with what is it that you do as a volunteer coordinator? Well, I um, I take care of um, over a thousand volunteers every year. That's quite a lot. That is a lot. And um, we have different kinds of volunteers here. We have reenactors coming in, hmm. staying here for um, a few days up until several months. And then we have groups that belongs to here. We have like a, an archery. Yeah. Uh, a group, some smiths, and a horse group too, and some uh, some Viking fighters, and they also like under my um, under my supervision. And so we're trying, try, I'm just trying to to make all of this like coherent in the way that we are doing the um, mm. experience center thing here. So this is yeah, center another museum, and the volunteers is just a really valuable uh, asset for us in how yeah. we how we do things here. It kind of brings everything to life, doesn't yeah, it? Because exactly. the buildings are just buildings, but exactly. I say just buildings. Well, they are. Yeah. They are. I mean, the buildings are reconstructed and they are yeah. amazing. But still, you need you need them to be alive, to come alive, and that's yeah. that's will when when the guests really like gets it. You can see like when they like understand what we're doing here. That's when people are are cooking and living in the houses at the same time hmm. as as they are in there. Because you can you can instantly feel when the house has been been lived in uh, yeah. recently. Or whether yeah. it's been standing still for a month or so, so that you have some kind of, I don't know, sixth sense in you that, that tells you that I think. So yeah. and um, that's really where the volunteers come into into play. So do you have volunteers here all year? Well, we are we're open from May to October, hmm. and we do have one volunteer. And I'm going to mention her because she's extraordinary. She's called Petra, yeah. and she comes on the first day and then she stays here for half a year, and she is just wow. invaluable. I mean, amazing, and she's. Hmm. Um, She's really good at, at textile work, 
yeah. has been working with that. So she decided to to stay with us here for half a year. She goes a bit back and forth, um, mm. but mostly she's here, and we're really grateful for that. So um, technically, yes, from the first day to the second, we have some, but um, mm. of course, it does have peaks, yeah. and then it falls again. Yeah. So uh, and you can see that it's like very clear and. Luckily, the volunteers and the visitors are following each other, mm. which is nice. <laughs> I guess, yeah, because if you have a, a particular event on, you're going to have more volunteers, but then you're also going to have more public. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so we've been... Uh, I've recorded an episode already, which we've got before this, mm. with uh, Viking Transibits, who cooked some food for me yesterday. And then we were given permission to use this outdoor cooking area today. So I've spent the day good. here talking to lots of people. It's amazing. We've had people from all over the place, mm. um, pretty much anywhere you can think of. <laughs> lots of German people here. Yeah, uh, lots French, of German people. Yeah, mm. Dutch. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been a big, big mix of people. But that also kind of matches up because when you have the, the um, you know, the the volunteers and the reenactors are also, you know, modern people living modern lives. So when they have holiday, the the same people from the same country has. So when we have German reenactors, we have German visitors and so on and so mm. forth. So that is also really helpful. And mm. hello, Wasp. And so also like a detail is that, that the Riebe started out as, as like a harbor yeah. and was made by the Frisians. So, so the idea of having a lot of different peoples and languages here at the same time is like really in line with how we think it has been and it was in, in the beginning. Yeah. So and I think that actually adds a layer because then of course you have some not difficulties but it would you have to be able to speak a lot of languages at least to some degree to understand each other and I think that's mm. quite the part of the as close as you come to the authentic experience of, of trying to to communicate with people like that so I really I mm. really Know, appreciate that part of it. I guess it makes it easier if you've got people from each country as well that can communicate with exactly say, the people from the same countries. Because we had a few issues today <laughs> with <laughs> communication. Because, <laughs> yeah, being English, mm -hmm. we only speak English, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I've That's tried to pick up a bit of Norwegian. <laughs> and there's a bit of crossover with the Danish, a little bit. So well, sometimes I pick up a few words. But I do know for people that Swedish should be easier to learn than Danish, and then if you learn the Swedish, then you can uh, take it from there, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's really fortunate for us that we are um, that we are, you know, we taught English in school from quite an early age, and also hmm. do know some some German. Yeah. And if you have an eye for, um, I don't know, so an, an ear for language is also a bit easier. But we do we do have that, and I really appreciate mm. that, especially working in a place like this and having to communicate with people in many languages as as yeah. a volunteer coordinator. So I'd also do some emails in um, in German, for example. It's not my mm. not my best, but it works. Yeah, I'm really fortunate to to learn so many languages. I've been making use of uh, Google Translate lately. <laughs> really smart. Google Translate what you want to say, <laughs> send it over. It probably yeah. makes sense. Hopefully. It makes more sense than just communicating a language you don't know about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very much modern so. convenience. <laughs> the Vikings it didn't is. have Google Translate. But. No, but they sure did have, I don't, I can't say anything about that, but I would say mm. that there would have been pigeons, you know, like languages occurring between languages in places like this. Mm. As like um, what the sociolinguists would, would say about this, because you need to have some kind of way to communicate. Yeah. Also, the, I know uh, Old English, yeah. same sort of Germanic root, so 
there would have been at least a limited amount of some kind of knowledge between yeah yeah, yeah. you can always you word. know point and stare and yell and laugh and then see what that gets you when you're trying to trade with somebody mm. <laughs> and that still works i managed to buy a book this um this summer from a polish guy and we had no common language at all mm. and still you know managed to get him to to make it for me in a different kind of wood and in the right um, shape and everything and i got it and i paid for it i was very happy and he was yeah. very happy and there was no words <laughs> between us it was so beautiful yeah we've had uh, my daughter today has been trying to teach people to play an f mm? which has been very popular <laughs> i've been in the background just cooking today and and sort of helping out yeah. when i was required because of the language barrier yeah. so mm -hmm. some people were fine they could understand english and the rest so you'd kind of have to just, you know, move the pieces and, and they'd get the gist. Yeah, I mean, you can, do, you can do that. Yeah. I think it's wonderful, the children. It's like their, their, their brain just accepts language in another way. You can feel that. So, like, mm. generally easier to talk to than, you know, I don't know, like, yeah, just elderly people from, from certain places that doesn't learn more than one language can be really hard to communicate with because there's some kind of block to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I do use Google Translate sometimes too in mm. my work. I, I write it down in, and again in um, German, and then I just check just just this week in any sense, and then okay, it does good. Send it <laughs> off. Hopefully, I will get a reply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got. Oh, good. Phew. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Mm. I was going to ask something then and I lost my train of thought. No, it's perfectly fine. I'll, um, yeah. I'm enjoying the food while you think. Mm. So you said you've worked here for about three years? Yeah. Yeah. This is my, um, yeah, my third season here. Mm. And it's um, I um, yeah, I have a master's degree in heritage management, okay. and I've been working with volunteers you know, since my first volunteer um, coordinating job. I was twelve years old, mm. and uh, really stubborn and insisting, because you know you had to be eighteen. So I got my mother to to sign off, mm. and then I did a, a you know a, a Red Cross door to door collection thing. Yeah, and I was twelve, because. They needed a, a coordinator, and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> and wow. I'm sure that if you ask my mother today, she did, you know, 80% of the work. But I really felt like, you know, it meant something, and mm. it was important and everything. So it started early. <laughs> and so your background was that, or did you do reenactment as well? Or? I did I did both, actually. I, I did, um, I kind of, you know, stumbled into reenactment in a way, because I did have some, some good some good friends when I was studying who were uh, in a fighting group in Aarhus. And so I just kind of started doing that because that was what we did. And then mm. that was where the fun was. Mm. And I got an injury and then I became a volunteer too at a Viking market, Moscow, also in Aarhus. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and so combined with, uh, you know, my, my degree, it all kind of made sense. And then I... Yeah. Uh, I got, I got to here. I, I had, I'd been here before several times, but um, yeah, then I got a job here. Really, really nice, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place, and I really, yeah. I really love being here, and I hope that you feel the same way. Oh, it's a wonderful site. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were like, when we turned up yesterday morning, we only had like an hour before 
we had to go authentic mm -hmm. and we had to go to the morning meeting yeah. <laughs> and then so much stuff all happening. that happened yeah um and then uh, Sarah and Christian were like uh, so what do you want to do do you want to do some cooking or do you want to have a look around and I was like I want to do everything yeah. <laughs> at the same time and like a, a kid in a sweet shop <laughs> yeah exactly um, so they gave us a tour of the site first and Good. then we did cooking afterwards because they also were yeah. yeah well acquainted yeah, no, they were really good, good tour guides and could talk yeah. about all the buildings. And Absolutely. It's actually, I don't know whether this, this would make sense to you because you're here all the time, but it's actually bigger <laughs> than I expected. Yeah, I, um, I get that a lot. You see pictures of houses and things. Mm -hmm. um, not sure that I've seen pictures of the church before. Which no, I'm pointing, no one else can yeah. see. Exactly I'm looking you. the same way now. Yeah. You have to we're looking at the church. Find a map and find out where we are, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Go on um, uh, some kind of satellite map, you will find yeah. us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it's a much bigger site than I think anywhere else we've been to date. But it's, it's bigger also like in, in like area, but it is also like the, the design of the paths or the roads is, is quite good. Hmm. So you never like really walk in a straight line here. So you also have the yeah. feeling of having to get around. Like we talked about it um, when you work here. You also appreciate that. But you also wish you had one of those, you know, um, secret cellar pathways where you can quickly go from <laughs> A to B. Because nothing too is, long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you also get, you know, some, some, some smarter ways to go stuff. But it is like, it's laid out in a way where you also really, you really get around when mm. you're here. Yeah. And um, there are a few places where you feel like you have nothing for a while and then something else comes. It's just only enough to like reset your mind. And then another area is, is, yeah. is there, yeah. I guess it depends as well when you've got all the Vikings in their tents yeah. up as well. If they weren't there, you would have a big gap. Yeah, that's true. And then, it um, kind of fills in with the reenactors again. It's also hard which... to tell somebody. Like sometimes we have 350 people here. Uh, oh. Now we have grass, but try to imagine it. <laughs> 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 yeah. But that's also like, that's mm. a challenge too, because, because this place needs to be available and interesting at, I'm saying all times a year, but yeah, as I said, like, half a year opening hours. Hmm. Um, so it has to be interesting both when you have 200 tents and when you have none. Yeah. So how do you like facilitate that? How do you make yeah. room for, for that? And I think, and that, you know, that's before my time. So I can only like pass the credit on to the people who designed it. Hmm. Um, yeah, but, but trying to explain to a school class in a freezing October that this is a thriving uh, <laughs> hub of, of business to business trading, it, it can be a, 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 a bit hard. Yeah. So that's really like where you have to use your imagination. Yeah. Mm. And um, but then luckily you also have a lot of material like online about like where we made videos and stuff. So yeah. And we just uh, encourage people to to go see that if they need to you know see it from another angle because we yeah. have like when they're building the harbor and they're doing all these things. So you get back like, you know the atmosphere in another way. So yeah. Well, look at that if you're interested. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a site. Um, Could you again? It's, it's just, I'm discussing with the wasp. That's of course. What the hand signs are for. I don't know what I'm seeing in sign language right now. Yeah, we don't have any food. This. Yes. <laughs> Go away. There's some pork over there. You can have that. <laughs> the chicken up there, too. You just. Yeah, go and get the chickens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, so we have a site called Butza that's not too far from us. Mm. That we do quite a lot of reenactment at. Um, and they've, they've got a thing. They, I think they started it during lockdown where they do this 
but it's a plus. Mm. It's like a subscription service, but it means that you get to watch behind the scenes videos. Ah, and if nice. they make a new building, or they often do festivals with like Viking wicker boats that are burned, and and they'll they'll cool. do behind the scenes of building the boat. And yeah, of course. It's yeah. Like, yeah, this is really smart. Yeah, we do have like. Um, we have some some program points during the year here, and we do have one that's called uh, a Viking's Tale, uh, which is not always a story. So mm. when I do it, I actually go behind the scenes with people. Yeah, I take them through one of our houses and I show them like where do we have electricity, where do I keep my watch in my bag so you can't see me checking the time, and where are the fire extinguishers and stuff like that. So it's like you know mm. how do how do you run something that has to be such an immersive experience while still complying to a time schedule, which we have. Yeah every day yeah. so and I think people are quite interested in that because it's like oh that's how you do it or that's where what that is or where <laughs> that goes so and also feels like quite exclusive because like we really put a lot of effort into not breaking the illusion mm. so we have quite strict rules for wrist watches and engagement rings and um, stuff like that you know modern jewelry and hair dye and stuff like that yeah. here um, to make it as immersive as, as possible um, I think even originally you made me send you some photographs yeah. of our kit to approve what we were wearing and we do that yeah this made me you know i received yeah. a, a lovely photo of, of of your daughter oh that's very, right yeah very cute yeah and i was convinced then yeah <laughs> no but we do that like we, we do yeah. pre-check and that's also because um when you have been driving for 16 hours to come here and then i'm telling you that all your equipment does not work to like the way we want it to be yeah. i mean that's a slap in the face and that's a problem so it's yeah. better to to work on it beforehand and I do have to do that sometimes yeah. tell people well you have to improve this mm. this and that and um, then you're welcome to apply again yeah that uh, that does happen mm. and it is also like a way to to you know help people out and uh, also give very specific you know uh, feedback on it it's yeah. not just like it doesn't work it's yeah. like very particular things yeah exactly this is what to do and what yeah. to improve and then you'll be in Luckily, we got approved. <laughs> <laughs> first, first try. Phew. <laughs> I think the only thing that came up yesterday we were mentioning was um, over here, I believe all your tents have to be linen. Mm. Generally. Maybe that's Denmark in general. Yeah, like it's, it's a good groups. idea, but it's not. Um, yeah. There was one place who put that like on the map a few yeah. years ago and everybody got quite panicked about it. Mm. And like our rule is just like, it shouldn't attract attention and it shouldn't be like striped or dyed or we also prefer it without too many um you know i don't know colorings or drawings and um yeah stuff like that on it yeah we're not we don't have colored tents or anything <laughs> well, there are some with like colored stripes but they're supposedly yeah. sort of phased out we can't expect people to buy a new tent no exactly so it's next time it needs replacing exactly then do you that. do even better yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, but I think woolen tents has really, um, you know, shut up all over the place, and it's just it's heavier, mm. and it's more expensive. But it's also it it, it makes for a, a better tent in many ways. Like yeah. It, uh, yeah, it 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 takes the water in another way, and it blocks out the cold and the and the heat, especially in the dark woolen tents. So yeah. um, next time I'm getting a tent and have you know a ridiculous amount of money to spend on that. <laughs> Yeah, they're not the I cheapest. will go for the, for the woolen tents instead, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I think that's the same with us, yeah. as if we were, maybe we'd look into it if we were replacing the tent. Mm. It's such a big investment initially. It is. Small bits of kit, belts <laughs> and things are fairly easy to change. But tent, 
but it's also something that you want to be just perfect. Yeah. And you have, um, now I have to, I'm just going to put this down for a second. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's your turn now, Wasp. I'll just sit. Yes, you just take what you need. Good. Um, the good thing, one of the many good things about reenactment is like you don't have to go and buy, you know, some kind of tent model. You can actually have whatever you want if you're creative enough and you have enough money and you want to like either spend time sewing it yourself or ordering it. So mm. I think I'm still in, in that phase of like, like, so what's my dream tent? Barbie's mm. dream tent. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You done? Thank you so much. <laughs> it's just funny how much the wasps have become a part of the podcast. Well, they here. Some for you, some for me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. It's good to mention, or else you look like you have chicks, which is absolutely <laughs> fine to have. But maybe you know people are wondering whether you might. Yeah, I don't know how that. well they can see these wasps. They're like. <laughs> <laughs> And we do have room for crazy too. Not, no excluding. Just want to p point out that's why we're doing it. Great and stew out my mouth. Mm. I might have overdone the pepper on this stew. It's quite, <laughs> quite hot, isn't it? No, I appreciate it. Mm. A bit lavish. Mm. One thing I really like about Viking food is it isn't so salty mm. as you know general modern food is. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Now, some people have a, have trouble with that, but I really appreciate it. Mm. Mm -mm. My biggest problem right nowadays is that I don't have any more. Would you like some more? Yes, please. <laughs> was that a hint? Yes, that was a very. You hold your spoon. Thank you. Not, not a really subtle one, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good, this. Yeah. What? No, it's perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, some up. I'll um, get mm. myself some. I'll get him through it slowly. <laughs> it's like yesterday's where we had all the horse left over. That mm. was lunch. And then the juice left from that went into this stew. It's the mm. proper Viking way. We don't exactly. waste anything. Just keep it, keep it, keep it cooking. Yeah. Yeah, one absolutely. Pot. One pot is the best kind of pot. Yeah. But usually it's not hard to get, you know, to get rid of, of your leftover food in Viking. Like, you generally just ask around and people will oh, be like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I I normally cook too much because there's usually <laughs> someone around that will eat it. I'll come around with a with spoon and be like, oh, what are we having? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to actually be, um, which is probably a good thing to mention on here, is it was supposed to be pork and barley stew, mm. which is something I make quite a lot. Yeah. With the added ingredients from yesterday, and then I realized this morning that I can't get barley. No, it's um, um, no barley in Denmark. Yeah. Use it all for beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense yeah. now. I was going to say, it's weird that you can't get barley. No, because it's been malted up. and uh, Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's one of the more common grains from the Viking era, and it suddenly is. there's none. Like, oh, wait, they're drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are using it all. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Resourceful. Thank you. Yeah. You need beer. That's a good answer, wasn't it? For why we have no barley. Hmm? Yeah. No. I don't know if it's true. But I don't know I either, don't. but it's a good story. Yeah. I like a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake on the way up here. Um, someone in the Netherlands bought me some licorice. 
Because hmm? I'm driving, I'm just like... Put it in your mouth. <laughs> and I kind of jokingly put it on, on Instagram that I ate my body weight in licorice. Yep. And someone's like, I hope you didn't mean that literally because you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Mm. And then I Googled it and I was like, yeah, okay. More than a certain amount every day for three weeks is prone to give you a heart attack. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. I know it was like a laxative if you were overindulged, mm. but I didn't know about the heart attack. If it's regular. I've there was someone that once died from eating too much licorice. Was Shit. Apparently have, the diagnosis, yeah. I have been uh, in danger my whole life, apparently, without knowing it. Mm. Well, they say for if you're over 40. Mm, okay. Yeah. I have a few years left then. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a cut-off point. <laughs> I will, I will really like. I will really um, enjoy it now more than before. <laughs> I get it's probably more as well because a lot of the licorice is salted, isn't it? It's yeah. The salted licorice side. That's actually uh, the only place I really like my salt is uh, like in snacks instead of in my food. Like salt licorice, mm. it's like the more salty the better. The sweet one, that's not for me. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Salt licorice, really. Mm -hmm. Piratas, super piratas, tiny ones. Somehow they seem more salty than the big ones. I have a bag of sweets I haven't looked through yet. It's, um, <laughs> the Zebitzes. Zebitzes? Zebitz? Yeah. Zebitzes. I was thinking of the plural. <laughs> yeah. We say uh, Zebitz on it. Yeah. The Zebitzes. 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 Sorry, yeah. Zebitzes. I'm <laughs> butchering your name now. Uh, <laughs> they, they very kindly noticed that we were doing a thing eating sweets as we drive across yeah. Europe. And so they just, it's a bag full of sweets. <laughs> so there's every chance that the liquid you're talking about mm. is, uh, is, there? is in the bag. I haven't had a full look yet. Or else I will bring it. more liquid than they put in that bag. Not sure if anyone heard that, but Ocean's <laughs> behind the camera and says there's more licorice than she thought in the bag. <laughs> so she's obviously been checking. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she knows. Yeah. Mm. That's my next job this evening is to record the next step of the journey with mm. Ocean and we'll go through the bag and eat some sweets. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I am also, um, that's also one of the perks of being a volunteer coordinator for People from in different countries, it's like I get my favorite sweets from different places, it's yeah. like delivered to me, and I really appreciate that. I just have to say, it's like, um, are you going to Norway? Mm. Yes, okay. In Norway, they have quick lunch, okay. it looks like a Kit Kat, but it's just oh, you I've know, had that. 10 times better. Yeah, I've had that. I love that. Mm. Mm. So, I've gotten that, you know, delivered, and yeah. also in the Netherlands, yeah, there's the Tony Chocolonely chocolate. We can bars. get that in England. Yeah, you have that had, too. Okay. Yeah, we have that. I, I, um, yeah, I learned about it when I was uh, in uh, in the Netherlands, and I uh, mm. really, really like that too. And they picked yeah. up on that, so it's like you know, different streets from different places, also some German ones and so on. So, yeah, and I, I tend to like mention that to people, and then it kind of shows up. <laughs> I can say, note to self: next time we come back. <laughs> so as he said, first time it's kit check. Mm -hmm. Second email is what sweets are you bringing? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> And then, oh, by the way, there's a storm coming. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. anybody want to, like, you know, point out the time of this, like, without a time step on? This is during the storm, Hans. It yes. just passed through, and everyone survived. A few tents were damaged, but everyone is in good health. Yeah. So and you have the out. advantage here of having the buildings. So yes. lots of people were able to sleep in the various houses, long houses. And it really warmed my heart too. People just, <clears throat> you know, 
moving in together. No problem at all. Yeah. It's like, no, no nothing. Just, of course, we need to be hospital yeah. and get everybody in. And yeah, it was really, really nice to see. Not that it surprised me, just like it just made me generally happy to, to see that, that, uh, that care. Yeah, mm. I think that's reenactors in general, I yeah, would say, is. from my experience. Like, it really is. Everyone helps out everybody else. It's good. And you get to see the best of that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Coordinating everybody. <laughs> I think it's, it's great because, yeah, as you say, this is like, it's just, it's people doing what they love because they do reenactment. Mm. Because they want to do that. I mean, you would be a fool to do an enactment if you didn't love it. It, mm. it, it's, it takes time, it's troublesome, it's expensive. There's no good reason to do it besides no. love. I mean, <laughs> unless you like loading and unloading vehicles. Exactly. Which is sometimes what I think my hobby is. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like that. Mm. But I would say, like, after having, because, you know, many reenactors only get to wear their clothing for, you know, one, two weeks, uh, maybe more during the summer, but like, we're doing it. For half a year yeah and i feel more comfortable in this also with regards to being outside mm. than i don't know, like my my modern workwear for example because mm. so 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 in terms of like the experimental part of doing things every day i would say that well it, it makes sense it does make sense mm. wool in layers i'm not a linen person yeah. um because wool works for me and i don't feel the itches or anything yeah um but yeah when I'm out in, in Viking, I know what to wear. I look at the window, I'm like, duh, 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 this is, yeah, this amount of dresses. Whereas when I, when I have to do it in my, in my modern, I'm like, I have no idea how many jackets to bring. I think the cat's bringing us a gift. Oh, lovely. Aww. Is there something to put in this tube? Maybe. There's something yeah. hanging at his mouth. Could also be a, um, a mole. Something hanging at his mouth. Hmm? <laughs> little mouse. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, they have to earn their keep. They can't just stay here. I mean, they also like, they have to work. How many cats have you got? Uh, we have um, we have four and a mystery cat. Oh. Somebody's talking about the fifth cat. <laughs> two striped ones, very cuddly, and then two black ones, a bit more reserved. And yeah, yeah it just caught a mouse. And then we have the big black one, allegedly. Nobody really knows. <laughs> I won't it's like folklore. I've only seen that one cat, to be honest. There are two that's quite alike. One has like a um, dent in its ear and a bad eye. I think that's that one that or the that. other one. Yeah. Okay. Well, the one that was here was yeah. before. Was that one, yeah. I assume that was the same one, but maybe not. But because, yeah, one has that and one is, is yeah, two good eyes. But uh, besides that, they look the, uh, the same. And one is the mother, the other one is the daughter. So that makes sense. Mm. And the two black ones, one has a yellow eye and one has um, the green eyes and then again the mystery cat <laughs> that nobody knows about um, and now that cat is uh, yeah. acting your child no she's yep. coming back she's coming back <laughs> <laughs> what face is that <laughs> come and show your face to the camera come on because otherwise it doesn't make sense what is what this is the face of i've just seen a cat with a mouse in its mouth <laughs> <laughs> all right go on off you go <laughs> Do you coordinate the animals or is someone else in charge of that? I'm trying. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Desperately got, trying. What, cows, chickens, pigs? Yeah. Sheep? C cow, yeah. chicken, pigs, sheep, cats. Um, mm. Horses too. Oh yeah, As I did see the horses earlier. Yeah. And all the breeds, well not the cats because they, you know, they do cat things. But all the other ones are like old breeds, either mm. from um, Iceland or like the 
yeah, the thing that has been is the closest to the for the ones that were native to the um, to the uh, Viking Age. Yeah. 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 So we really like um, doing that on on purpose, and um, we also like we use them like as um, we had we had a sheep here. Yeah. young sheep and it was born last year and we had to like uh, it was making trouble it was a uh, it was a male mm. and we already had a male and this was actually a what do you call a mate male that can make more sheep and then uh, yeah, it was castrated um yeah and he's a good yeah. guy he's called Belda, really nice guy yeah. and then this new one that they named loki Ooh. and he's black <laughs> and white and everything yeah. he was making trouble and so um we decided to to uh, to, yeah, to eat him, basically, because that's what yeah. you do with your animals oh. when you... Uh, that's the reality, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, I and we... Um, we are really having, no. you know... <laughs> good cooperation with, with the right people about how and when to do that. And, and, yeah. and um, we have really good both... Um, we have hunters on the scene and we have good volunteers that knows the way to work around this. And mm. they uh, we slaughtered him really peacefully and nicely here. Yeah. At his home, that was no problem, and we, uh, yeah, he was cut up, and he was, you know, some of him was offered to the guards, as we do, as we do have like two religious places here. We have a church, and actually, anointed church, if that's the right word, and mm. then we also have like an offering bowl for the old guards, which is also used uh, for people believing in that. And we're trying to, to respect both of these places, so we gave mm. some of him to the guards, and then we ate the rest, as one does. Yeah. 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 I think we might have discussed that with the Zivitzes that, yeah. that that's what they would have done anyway. Is the exactly. offering was not given necessarily the whole animal, but no, given exactly. something that you would be eating. I think I, <coughs> I, I heard or read somewhere that you take the meat for the people and the blood for the gods. Oh, it's okay. like yeah. kind of a proverby thing to say. Um yeah. and it's also like the places where it's mentioned, um, except from the one as I remember from Uppsala where they also um offered people to the gods. Um you do share with the guys, you have a meal with them. So you do, you know, mm. you cut up the animal, but you don't burn the whole thing. You don't give the whole thing. Cause like in many ways, as I <coughs> see the Viking age, both with regards to life and uh, food and everything is quite pragmatic. Yeah. Like it's stupid to give the whole animal away. Yeah. Then you won't live. And then, you know, the guards won't have any called subjects or people like, you know, yeah. offering to them. I mean, so it's quite pragmatic to say, okay, let's feast with them instead of giving yeah. the whole thing away and then share it like that. And I mean, you know, this like belief systems comes or the details come from the people that believe in them. Yeah. And it has made sense. It made sense to do it like that. And uh, I think yeah. that uh, is really, really nice. I think it's great that we have the opportunity to do these things and to, to you know, slaughter our, our own animals. And mm. um, the reason why I thought of it is because like we do it with our pigs uh, each year. We usually have around three to five, yeah. and we don't keep them. Um, we don't keep them over winter, mm. so we slaughter those two, and then we get uh, new piggies, and it's wonderful. And uh, yeah, we use the meat. The volunteers get it. We use it for the cooking, for school classes, for everything. And then you can say, well, I, uh, you know, that was this and that pig, and it was really nice, and now we're eating it. So like, it comes yeah. full circle, and I feel really happy about that way of doing it. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's not only in keeping with the historical mm. element of it, but it's the best way to do it. They're not exactly. stressed out. They're living good lives here. Mm. And if they die here as well, then they're not being carted off because it stresses them out. Yeah, it, it really yeah. does. And they're allowed to stay here and you're allowed to have, when we have 
you know, certified people coming and doing it, then you don't have to take them away from here. And yeah. um, so that can all happen in one place, so they don't expect to suspect anything. And um, <clears throat> I think that's better for them, definitely. Yeah, we yeah. use the whole thing, definitely. So it's, it's yeah, it is really full circle with our animals. And we don't, we never just chuck them away or anything mm. like that. They are, they are really important to us. Um, yeah. Our studs too, like we use them to, to for our carts, stuff like that. And they are, and we have, you know, yeah. Don't have any um, any bulls because that's too dangerous. Mm. So they are also castrated and really peaceful and quiet and uh, more calm than the cows even. And um, also have you know calves sometimes stuff like yeah. that. So everything like that goes around. Of course we have you know um, uh, you know modern care of the animals if they get sick or something like that. But or else it's yeah. like they are living in a stable uh, and outside and everything like that. So. Mm. Um, I think the horses is the one that has you know, the most needs. Yeah. They have a house to walk into, fancy. So once again, Wasp, I appreciate your concern and interest, but I would prefer if you just <laughs> went away. So you did just say something, and I don't know if I, I miss, because we, we moved on to the sort of more the, what we call it, the Norse gods? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, was just, but yeah. did, I think you did say, did you say that the church was sacred ground as well? Yes, it is. It is. It is. So it's actually consecrated. It is consecrated. That's the wow. word. Yeah, okay. it is. It is part of Saint Caterina Parish. Yeah. In Ribe. I didn't know so that. It is uh, an actual yeah. church, so you can you can use it for churchy stuff. <laughs> does, does anybody? Um, <clears throat> we haven't. Well, we use it at at Easter and at uh, Christmas for um, just like regular. We call it masses. Am I? Uh, so generally we meet up there, yeah. but but or else we actually use it like once a week um, without anything that's like official, but we'd use it once a week, like early and late season. Mm. So we have kind of like an, an induct, so like a, a meet up, like a, not a mass, because that's not a thing you can do without having a, a priest there or anything. But yeah. um, we, um, we sing some of the earliest songs that we know about mm. that has been there Hello. in the early <laughs> Middle Ages. Hello. Um, and we do some Latin and some Danish. We read from the Haley and the, the, the Saxon Bible. Mm. And we do stuff like that with it. And But we're also very mindful of it being yeah, an actual church. Um, you can you can book it in for, um, for weddings and um, baptisms yeah. and everything. We do have like a big like trowel. So you could put a whole you know, grown grown person into, but you also have like a plate to put on top of it if you want your child baptized and not, you know, mm. dunked in, into the water. <laughs> <laughs> that is possible too, yeah. So it is, uh, yeah. And it's also um, also based on it's it's a reconstruction from actually not. Uh, if you want to make noise, <laughs> go over there, love. <laughs> I'm trying to talk. No, no. So, but but yeah, it's a reconstruction actually from an uh, a church in Tustel in by Hamburg in Germany because uh, somebody put a big you know dome or cathedral on top of the first church in Ribe, bastard. Yeah. You can't dig there, so like we can't find it. But you mm. can see on the things that's been excavated around it that it it, yeah. it, it, it has been there all the time. Yeah, but uh, apparently you cannot dig there. So we are kind mm. of maybe hoping for uh, like a small water damage or something. So somebody has to go in there, just poke around just a bit. We not a bad thing, not a big thing, just yeah. small. I mean, we got lucky in our village. <laughs> lucky <laughs> is that whoever we, there was <laughs> never worked with children. <laughs> it's broken in my 
So the excuse yeah. was that we are Vikings. I like that. I'm yeah. going to use that. Yeah. <laughs> she always she comes back with that. <laughs> Never work with Vikings. <laughs> Good job I'm a Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, yeah, no, we, we have um, a more modern church in our village. Mm -hmm. um, but it was rebuilt from the original site, which was just down the hill. If anyone's interested, there was an episode probably a few back from this mm. uh, with the local museum manager or director, I should say. And he spoke a bit about how they found basically the remains of the wooden church <gasps> in someone's back garden. No. And so they did have an opportunity to excavate it. What? And they even have the original Saxon font, which is now in the... Whoa. I'm saying modern, but we're talking, I think, yeah, yeah. like 1200 or something. Yeah, but that's modern, to, yeah, modern for us. Yeah, It's a proper, <laughs> proper stone building rather than a, <laughs> a wooden one. Um, but yeah, for, and they're not, not even as far as us to the, the church now. It's crazy. I mean, but it's just higher up now than it used to be. That's also interesting because, like for example, the cathedral in in Ribe, is it called? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's you know it's below level because mm -hmm. you have all the cultural layers that builds up, and yeah. I mean it's it's like I'm saying like uh, one meter per hundred years or something. It's like yeah. how much the ground is elevating around buildings. So yeah. so thinking that it has been like on a high point at some point, so the rest of the city has been four or five meters lower or something like that. It's yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah, but that is um, where they believe the church was, and we do know that it was Ansgar who came here because um, somebody wrote that down. Hmm. I guess they were Christian because they tend to write stuff down. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, said that he could build a church here, and yeah. you know that the other church was also one of his making, so that's why we chose that um, that structure. Yeah. So it's again, it's a really qualified guesswork, isn't it, to yeah. to do this because you know so little about so many things and just have to like be true to your own way of thinking being like okay i cannot i cannot put myself in, in their place because my my cultural understanding is not it's not like the one in the viking age or anything like that so you just have to 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 be uh be mindful of that when you're trying to understand things like we had um in the last week we do have a lot of sacrifice thank you where we chose to um to sacrifice People, we did not do that. It was, of course, it was a play. Thank um, you for clearing that up. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Nobody got hurt at all. Yeah. Uh, somebody, buddy, was poured out over with water and got a bit frightened. And that's okay. Cold, yeah. lukewarm, no, nice water. Um, but the point was just that somebody was just feeling like it wasn't. It was uh, unnervingly uh, non-consensual. Yeah. And I was like, well, that is true. Yeah. And the people that was in it was, of course, asked about all these things. But, but that is not necessarily, don't get me wrong, a bad feeling to get from this because it is another culture, like you're depicting something else. Yeah. And if you had that, that response to it, then it wakes something in you that is interesting to, to talk about or to clarify something like that. Mm. Uh, and it also, it's, it's a really good talking point to say, okay, mm. this, was, this was weird in a way that I have to, you know, to, to think a bit about like what what was wrong with this, and that also makes you think. Yeah. So I'm I'm absolutely saying that you should Go always ask your actors whether you can pour water on them or drag them away. But but the reaction that your audience will have to that can be interesting, even though it's it's not warm and, and fuzzy, if that makes sense. Hmm. So it that's. Does. Well, uh, I think like it's um. it's like you have to see it for yourself. Yeah. And it's uh, our place is wonderful. It's it's reconstructed three kilometers south of Ribe, um, because somebody decided to build like a modern town where the 
where the excavation has been. Yeah. So, and that town is also very much worth seeing. I would recommend that too. It's very quaint. Yeah. And it was uh, kind of left over when, I don't remember which king, but it was kind of not modernized. So it still has those like nice old streets and small, mm. yeah, not even streets, what do you call that? Like just passes through uh, between houses and stuff like that. So it's really yeah. a, a nice place. So yeah, it's, um, I would say it's worth, worth a visit, but maybe I'm a bit biased. <laughs> <laughs> the furthest we got was little. Yeah. <laughs> On the edge of town, I guess. They do have good bake-off, don't they? <laughs> No, but it is, um, it is a, a nice place and it's, uh, yeah, I'm not from here, so yeah. I think that's, uh, it's not as unobjective as it could have been. So and mm. I, I think it's a, it's a nice, really interesting historical place. I've, yeah. I've rarely seen so many museums in such little space, like relevant museums, not just yeah. like the biggest ball of yarn or anything. We have like many interesting things yeah. and if I'm going to, you know, if I start mentioning then I can't stop, so I won't, uh, <laughs> won't say any more about that. Well, if you have us <laughs> back again, we'll come back. Absolutely. And you can talk some more. Absolutely. I will talk some more. Because uh, you mentioned look. someone else that would have liked to have been here that's yes. on maternity leave at the moment. I, uh, I have a colleague who's uh, on maternity leave and we are actually doing, um, doing a cookbook. And when I say we, I mean she is doing that work. Yeah. We also do videos and pictures for that. And it's, it's recipes, so it's, not, it's, it's really focused on, 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 uh, on Viking Age, but it's also something that's fun to make at home and that you can, you know, yeah. And you can like you know see through. So there's no horse, I suppose. Stuff like that is hard to get. Maybe yeah. there's only also just the pearl barley instead of the barley. And yeah. it's you know it's stuff to cook with your family uh, on a bonfire or mm. at your stove. And uh, I'm really uh, and beautiful pictures all around. So I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing that. In yeah. When it's done. <laughs> yeah. As I say, I'll have to come back and Absolutely. speak to yourself and, and yeah. her as well. Um, and she was or, really sorry she couldn't be here, my, my colleague. She was like, why now, when I <laughs> cannot be there? I was like, well, she'll then come back if we ask them nicely. Ask nicely. <laughs> Just ask. <laughs> Just ask. <laughs> Just ask. We'll come back. Just ask when, not if. Yeah. Uh, do you have any idea roughly when you think the book might come out? Well, 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 well. Stuff happens and projects are always uh, moved around, but I would say within the year. Yeah, for, for Christmas shopping, maybe. Yeah. If you're lucky. <laughs> I was going to say, because that's the other option, is that uh, if we can arrange, I'll get order one, get it yes. delivered, um, and I can always get her on via Zoom. Absolutely. So that it coincides it with could, your launch? That could see. be really, really good, because you oh, like, yeah. you know, the first, uh, yeah, first thoughts about it, and yeah. Yeah. She would, I think she would really much like that. And then, yeah, maybe next year, if we can come back, we'll get her in the kitchen and exactly. cook something from the book. You can do both. I mean, yeah, starting with just, you know, yeah. looking at it, figure out, like, how do you feel about it? Is it accessible? Is it fun? Is it, you know? Yeah. And then afterwards yeah. saying, okay, let's uh, let's cook something together. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Oh, and so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, are, there are some questions that I ask every guest. Yes. I know you're aware of some of them. Yes, I have just... Yes. some of them? Yeah, so we start with, if you had an unlimited budget, what would yes. be your dream project? <laughs> well, some of the things that we're talking much about out here is that the houses didn't stand for that long. So yeah. I would really love to burn down a house. <laughs> Just straight in. <laughs> Just burn down a house. <laughs> Any particular house? <laughs> Let's Actually, not pick favourites. I would love to build one and then waste six years as I found in the K-12 house and then burn it down. Yeah. 
to, to see like what, what that does to it and then continue to do that in the same rhythm as you can see. So yeah. burn down houses. I would love to, to try and do that. <laughs> it's an interesting answer. Thank you. Never come up before. <laughs> <laughs> it's academic. Yeah. Purely <laughs> academic. Purely <laughs> academic interest. Want to burn down a house. Yeah. Uh, so next question, and I'm, I mean, you're very familiar with the Viking Age diet. Do you mm -hmm. think you could survive on a Viking Age diet? I absolutely think I could. And I mean, that's easy to say, of course, but I do yeah. do this half a year. And I also have it as a thing that I do not, you know, pack a modern lunch and stuff like that. So I'm really trying to to get, you know, as much Viking food or if whatever you would call it. And I think, of yeah. course, there were some things you would miss. But as I said, like the, the salt levels, for example, suits me very well. And also like the stews and all of that. And yeah. I, pork was always my favorite. Uh, so, I mean, I think that would be would be possible. My, my only my the only thing I really do not approve is like when you put cheese into to barley. I do not appreciate that. Also, like oh, the modern risotto, I think that's, that's one of hard. our favorites. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have the same thing with oh. the yeah your other guestarias. Like they really appreciate, and I'm like, mm, I could learn to live with that. But besides that, yeah, I think that it would be possible. Yeah, because we had the horse yesterday and that had cheese in it. Yeah. No barley though. So yeah. are you okay with that one? Yeah, it's a combination. Yeah. Some, it's like okay. it's like with risotto, it gets too, um, you know, beyond creamy in a way. Yeah, it's kind of stodge. I think that's what, what we yeah. call stodge sticky. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually what people are going after when yeah. they're making it. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything you'd miss if you were living on a Viking Age diet? Well, absolutely. Like food-wise, I'm, uh, I'm really much a coffee drinker. Mm. Coffee with uh, whole milk, my favorite. And, uh, and it's really silly. It's carbonated water and, and coffee. Yeah. That's like my, my, my two go-tos, definitely. Because um, I think that's, yeah, that's really the things that I would do. Uh, and convenience. Just in general, convenience. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I said to you there was a, a yeah. favorite answer that's come up before was convenience. Exactly. Because um, <laughs> I thought of the question initially as a, a food or a drink. Yeah, exactly. And then went, convenience. You broke the podcast. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So being able to just, yeah, get something when you want it. I mean, that is just like, yeah. I, I, I have convenience in Viking Age because I managed to do this all the time. Go yeah. somewhere with my with my little bag of spoon and be like, do you have something left? But but people won't always have something left and also like mm. the work that you put into it. So convenience is really like what I would, uh, what I would miss. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the new question, <laughs> only the third, third, fourth if you count both the Zubitzes. Mm -hmm. Zubitz, what did we, what did we, <laughs> we did work this out earlier. Zubitzana. There you go, Zubitzana. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so the, the new question was, what's the weirdest thing in your kitchen? Oh, I thought about that, and <laughs> I'm gonna go with the spoon that is bent in a particular way, so it can rest on top of the coffee, but also on the side of my pour over in a way, so it disperses the coffee in the perfect way. It's, it's just it's 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 a it's a table it's a teaspoon that's been yeah. both hammered out and bent in just the right way. <laughs> So it That's works. very specific. <laughs> it's oddly specific. Uh, if you ask somebody else, it would be my, my coffee grinder, which is like disproportionately big for its for its purpose, but it yeah. just grinds so good. So I feel like you're gonna have to send me a picture of the spoon <laughs> for context. I will. I need to see this. I will. It's a uh, yeah. It's, it's we'll like flash food. it up on the screen or something <laughs> so people know what we're saying. It was like really. Uh, 
<laughs> that or my my, uh, but that's not that particular. It's like I'm I'm trying to perfect uh, the idea of having you know the what do you call that banana fly now the tiny fly traps in the kitchen. Fruit uh, fruit flies. Fruit fly yeah. traps. Yeah. Trying to perfect that too. Yeah. Because that could also be a good thing for that category. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the worst thing you've ever eaten. That is uh, definitely um, the. The blob from a whale, whale whale blob, which is very typical mm. to eat in like Iceland and the Faroes Islands and uh, in Greenland. And um, we had some neighbors. He was Faroes, and they invited me over sometimes. Love, yeah. Lovely, uh, elderly couple. Yeah. And we had dried fish. I love that. And then the blobber was there too, and it mm. was just like, like you know, eating an eraser. It was just <laughs> most punchy, and yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it was there on my plate and I didn't want to be rude and I was chewing it and chewing it and chewing it and then I think after, you know, it felt like hours she was like, you can spread it out. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. stands out as being... Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's really a good answer. <laughs> the next question is, um, what's the most memorable meal you've ever had? That's a good question because cause the first thing I thought about was um, a particular thing and I think that, that surprised me and that's why it's memorable, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, there is, um, I, I don't even remember the name, it was a random small pizzeria in a, in a random small city and I, I went in there and I didn't think much of it and then I ordered their pasta, um, salmon, penne, tomato, mm. random stuff. And it was so good. And it was just like, how? How are you? I am sure it's from a can somewhere, but it was just like, yeah. it was magic. And I've been ordering it. Like, every time I come across, like, there's something with, like, uh, yeah, tomato, cream, and um, salmon, yeah. I try it. Because it just, I have to find a thing that's just as good. I haven't found it yet. And I've really, you know, paid a lot and uh, been to fancy places and random places and that's still the best one I ever had. Hmm. That has to be my answer. That's good. <laughs> the final question. You've died. Yes. Big shock. Your family and friends are preparing your grave goods. Mm. What food and drink do you get to take to feast in Valhalla? I get, um, I get my coffee with my, uh, with my uh, whole fat milk. Yeah. I definitely also get my, uh, I do not drink alcohol, so I also get my uh, sparkling water. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And then I get snacks, because I'm a snack person. I get sour cream and onion crisps, definitely. So I, it's just, it's snacks all around. It's like, actually, no, necessarily, no, actually, well, that's a lie. Mayonnaise galore, like all kinds of mayonnaise. They would put that uh, in the buckets for me. It's like <laughs> an aioli, a chili one, definitely. Like, I even consider calling a dog mayo, because that's like, I love that. So mayo and french fries, that would be like the thing they put in my chest, definitely. Yeah. Mayo, french fries, coffee and water. Maybe some crisps because it has to be a bit more crunchy. <laughs> and it's not fine dining, I know, but it's just like, that is, it always works. Yeah. yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Could have been so awesome to say like, it's garou or something like that, you know, really. Um, yeah. I also do like, you know, appreciate a lobster bisque, but I mean, French fries and, uh, and mayonnaise. It's like, it's like opposite ends of the scale, that, yeah. isn't it? From, from lobster exactly. to French Those fries Those two and things mayonnaise. together, yeah. yeah. Have them all together. <laughs> that would work. It is good together. Yeah. It's like moule frites. 
Yeah. That's also like a really nice thing, the, 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 the blue plants and the... Uh, yeah. Mm. Good stuff. I want that now. <laughs> kind of where you find yourself between fancy dining, you know, uh, fruit de mer and fries. I mean, what's not to like about that? <laughs> All good, yeah. So that's my answer. Yeah. Um, so thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you oh, for Oh, is there anything me. that you want to plug? Mm. Websites, social medias? <laughs> well, I mean, Ribeviking uh, Center has a whole, like, um, big YouTube channel of different... What do you call that? It's um, <clears throat> I don't remember the word, but it's just like videos about this place, but it's made in an interesting way. So you're trying to like to coin food in a way that also has a story and stuff like that. So you kind of you know you risk learning something without even realizing because it's actually quite interesting to yeah. to watch it. And of course, the cookbook when that uh, when that comes out, I would yeah. say really really good. And um, then I would say like if you're interested in the um, actual um, archaeological things, the 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 museums in in the, like the western uh, south and western Jutland has a wonderful webpage called Sol S O S O L dot D K D K. We have all the information about the findings, and I mean, yeah. I just love that it's available. So if you are a bit more yeah. into that, go check that out. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> cool. well, thank you for coming on. Absolutely, thank you for yeah. having me, and it was uh, it was great, and uh, thank you f to the chicken and the wasps and the cat and, <laughs> and the ocean, ocean and everybody <laughs> everybody that was an extra guest <laughs> thank you for the food you're welcome if you enjoyed the show and want to hear more remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating you can also help keep the show going by becoming a patreon where you'll get early access to all episodes or check out my range of merch on my store links are in the episode description thanks for listening <laughs>